Well, welcome to the Hopatanga Native American podcast, where we discuss the Federal Trade Commission's top scams of 2022. I'm Melissa Atkins, the Training and Development Coordinator for the Native Learning Center. Today on the show, we are excited to have Maria Mayo, Acting Director, Consumer Response and Operations Bureau of Consumer Protection for the Federal Trade Commission, FTC. Would you like to go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself before we get started? Sure. So I've been with the Federal Trade Commission more than 20 years, and my entire time has been spent hearing from consumers um, what they're experiencing in the marketplace um, and some of the challenges that they're facing. So I really enjoy it, and I enjoy being a consumer advocate. I'm glad to hear you enjoy it, and thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It is a pleasure to have you. Um, my first no problem. My first question is, could you tell us more about the FTC and your reporting system? What kind of reports do you collect from the public? Absolutely. So the FTC's mission is to protect consumers from fraud, uh, deception, and unfair business practices. And the first step in doing that is actually hearing from consumers. And we hear from millions of people every year. Uh, they report to us the problems that they experience in the marketplace. It could be issues related to fraud. It can be an issue related to a legitimate business company. We also hear from consumers when they've experienced identity theft. And we have a platform for which consumers can report that to us and receive a lot of resources and how to recover from identity theft. We also hear from consumers regarding other protection problems, such as unwanted telemarketing calls and robocalls. We do manage the National Do Not Call Registry, so we do receive reports from consumers regarding that. Uh, sometimes consumers report that they lost money. Sometimes they report that they didn't. Sometimes they just want to warn other people about what's happened to them in the marketplace. That's very interesting. So you have a wide range where you have reports for everything. That's, That's right. amazing. Mm -hmm. So every year you publish a data book that has the top frauds people reported to the FTC the previous year. What do people report about in 2022? Well, first, I'd like to explain how we gather the data book. So in addition to hearing directly from consumers, either through our call center or our, our online complaint form, we also receive reports that are filed with other federal, state, or local or international law enforcement agencies. And we collect all of that data and enter it into a law enforcement database known as the Consumer Sentinel Network. Um, the annual data book provides aggregated data on the reports entered into Sentinel, including fraud. And so I do wanna focus on the top five frauds that consumers reported most frequently in 2022. The number one most reported fraud were imposter scams. And so this is a very broad category and we have quite a few subcategories that are included in imposter fraud. So for, for example, um, we consider an imposter scam, one in which um, someone is pretending either to be a government agency or they're, they're pretending to be a well-known business. They might be pretending to be a romance interest or they might even be pretending to be um, a family member or friend. So that is the main category, the top fraud category that we receive consumer reports from. Second on the list was online shopping scams. We started to see an increase in online shopping scams at the height of the pandemic. And in this particular scam, consumers are usually reporting that they ordered merchandise online 
and just never received it. The third on the list is um, prizes, sweepstakes, or lotteries. So this is the type of scam where someone reaches out to a consumer, letting them know that they want a huge sum of money, but in order to receive the money, they have to pay a small fee or fee. The fourth uh, most reported fraud is invested related scams. So, or investments. So this was really driven by cryptocurrency scams. We saw a huge increase in the number of these types of scams. And rounding off the top five uh, is business opportunities or job opportunity scams. And we've been seeing a lot of job scams lately um, and people are realizing that after they've been strung along for a couple of weeks regarding a particular job opportunity, they finally realize that it's probably a scam. But what they're most concerned about is that at that point, they have really given out a lot of personal information. So those are the top five frauds that we heard about most uh, frequently in 2022. And do you know off the top of your head if those are similar to the top five scams of 2021? Or have they kind of stayed the same since that's still the pandemic kind of end of the pandemic era? They stayed the same except for one, investment scam. So that was number seven in 2021, and it moved up to number four in 2022. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, That's a jump. Yes. <laughs> uh, were you surprised about the findings once you analyzed FTC data? Uh, was there a type of fraud that increased from previous years? Yeah, yeah, the investment scam is the one that increased. But yes, we were really surprised about what we saw once we analyzed the data. One of the things that surprised us the most was that the number of fraud reports were actually down compared to 2021. So 2022, we received uh, 2.4 million fraud reports compared to 2021, where we, we received 2.9 million fraud okay. reports. So that was a decrease of about 500,000 reports. Mm -hmm. But in spite of that, uh, what was most surprising to us was the dollar amount lost to scams. It was staggering. $8.8 .8 billion is what consumers reported losing to scams in 2022. And that was the largest amount ever reported. Oh my gosh, that <laughs> is a jump. It's kind of hard to get your mind wrapped around it. Yes, I see. So I see that people lost more money in 2022 to scams than even before. Why do you think that is? Are there more scams or people reporting more? We saw two main fraud categories where consumers lost the most money. The first fraud category was the investment scam category. So as I mentioned, we saw an increase in the number of investment scams reported, but we also saw an increase in the dollar amount lost. So this, in this particular scam, consumers lost money more than any other fraud reported, and it more than doubled than the previous year. So in 2022 alone, consumers reported losing $3.8 billion to investment scams, and that's compared to $1.8 billion that they reported losing in 2021. The second most reported fraud or people lost most money to um, imposter scams, and that accounted for $2.6 billion in losses. And as I mentioned, we have a few subcategories under imposter scams with business imposters really taking us uh, soaring in 2022. 
um, in 2022, people who reported losing money to business imposters reported losing about $660 million compared to $338 million the year before. Romance scams is another category under imposter scams. Um, but in this particular case, consumers reported losing, the median loss was much higher in 2022 than it was in 2021. So for instance, most consumers reported losing on average about $2,000 to romance scams. Um, and then another category that we have is government imposters. And while there was a decrease in these types of reports, consumers reported losing more money than last year. So the median loss per victim in 2022 was $1,500 compared to $1,100 in 2021. So those two big fraud categories combined account for more than 70% of the $8.8 .8 billion that consumers said that they lost to scammers. And is there a reason why those two scams are being used the most? Is it because it's the most effective way to scam someone or just convenience? I think the data shows that um, a, a, a lot of the investment scams originated on social media. Um, and a lot of those scams affected uh, the age ranges of 30 to people that were in the age range of 30 to 39, and they report it more frequently. So I think there there may be a direct correlation there, but mm -hmm. sometimes it's very hard to tell. Right, you can only see, you can only infer so much from the data. Yes, that's right. Is this information that only you can see, or are we able to see the data as well? I know in the past when I talked to FTC, you guys had an overview data of where if we're having like a phone scam, you're able to see like where in the state who else is having by like the same zip code who's having the same scams or the top five scams in the US. Is this yes. similar to that? Yes, absolutely. We do make all of our data aggregated data available on our website at ftc.gov slash explore data. We have a number of interactive dashboards where you can do exactly what you said. You can drill down uh, to your city level to see what, what scams are being affected in a particular area or how consumers are being affected in a particular area. Um, tell us more about business and impersonators. What is a scam and how can we tell if a message we get is from an imposter? Sure. So the scam that people reported the most often were imposter scams. Um, and when someone, you know, as I mentioned, that's when someone pretends to be a government entity or well-known business or a family member or friend. Um, more than 725 people reported this type of scam and more than half of them were related to business imposter scams. Um, and those who reported business in imposter scams most frequently reported that the scammer was pretending to be Amazon. But it could also, we also got reports from consumers who said that the scammer was pretending to be their bank or another type of well-known business. So how to spot these scams? Usually if um, you're contacted by the scammer either through a text or an email or a message on social media, you never want to call the number that's provided in any of those instances. And you definitely don't want to click on any of the links. If you're really worried about the text or the email that you receive, check it out. 
You can go directly to the company's website to find out how to reach them. Another type of business imposter scam that we hear about, about a lot has to do with what we call a tech support scam. And in that case, someone will reach out to a consumer pretending to be Microsoft and saying that, hey, we noticed that you may have malware on your computer and we want to help you get it off. In that case, don't give access or remote access to your devices unless you contacted the company first. And if someone tells you to give them remote access to get a refund, perhaps, that's definitely a scam. Another red flag is if um, someone is asking you to pay by gift card. Nobody legit will ever require you to do that and never send pictures of the gift cards. And one thing that we usually tell consumers is that they should talk about it because if they're getting these messages, so are other people that they know. And you can help possibly help um, them avoid scamming, getting scammed by sharing the information that you know. Thank you so much for that. What about investment scams? Are those about investing in cryptocurrency? Yes, so most of the reports regarding investment scams were about cryptocurrency scams. Uh, these scams often started on social media where consumers are enticed to invest in cryptocurrency in an attempt to make money. Um, and sometimes when the consumers invest, the scammers are so savvy that they often create websites where they can show that their show the consumer that their money has grown. But of, co of course, it's all fake. So that's just one instance of the type of current of investment scams that we received where it was about investing in cryptocurrency. It's unfortunate that there are people out there that pry on people, but very fortunate that the FTC is there to help and, like you said, provide that data and information for others and helpful tips. I know once you report a fraud, immediately I think like something pops up and it gives you the next steps on what to do or how to redeem your money if you were unfortunately scammed? That's correct. So you can report um, a fraud to reportfraud.ftc.gov. Um, and once you submit the complaint, you will be taken to what we call the next steps page, mm -hmm. where you would get information about how to get your money back based on how you paid the scammer and other important steps on how to recover from the fraud. Sometimes you could get your money back, which is is what we hope. So sometimes so, you can. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's what we hope, what we hope for. Um, who is falling for these scams? Many people think it is often older adults, but your data tells us a different story. What can you tell us about who's reporting to that TC? I know you touched on this a little bit earlier about how the age range you said was from like thirty five, correct? 30 to 39. <laughs> 30 to 39. Sorry. Yeah. Could you go to more detail about that, please? Sure. So the data tells us that younger people, specifically those in the 30 to 39 age range, reported losing money more often than older adults. And when they did lose money or reported losing money, it was usually to an online shopping scam or an investment scam. And as I mentioned, these usually started on social media. And most of the time, folks in this age group are using their credit cards to pay the scammer. But when older adults did report, and by older adults, I mean those that are 80 and above, they lost money more than anyone else. So on average, 
uh, folks in that age group lost about $1,600 when they did lose money. And they lost money in scams regarding business imposters or tech support scams. And most frequently, they were contacted by phone by the scammer. That's very unfortunate. But once again, very happy that the FTC is there to catch that and have the resources to gather the data to help prevent. Because with the data, you're able to see patterns and establish a plan. So that's, that's great. That's absolutely right. So we do look at the data and we, when we see when we see trends, uh, we also send out educational information mm -hmm. or alerts to consumers to make them aware how to spot the scam and how to avoid the scam and what to do if they did fall victim to the scam. Does the FTC send out any emails regularly on how to help prevent scams or um, I do think you guys email out the top five scams correct phone call scams out? We do have uh, blog posts and you mm -hmm. can sign up to receive those blog posts. Um, usually they're a, two or three a week and they have important information about various scams. Perfect. So we can always have that link in the below in the bio so people could go ahead and sign up for those. I'm sure that would be right. super helpful. Yes, extremely helpful. If I paid for a scammer, what should I do and where do I report it? I know we talked a little bit about this, but it is so important. Can we please talk about it just a little bit more? Sure. So if you did, in fact, pay a scammer, mm -hmm. your money might be already gone. But no matter um, how you paid, it's always worth asking the company you use to send the money to if there's a way to get it back. So, for instance, if you paid with a credit card or a debit card, you should contact the bank that issued the card to see if there's a way that you can get your money back. You can always report it to reportfraud.ftc.gov. And as I mentioned before, after submitting your report, you will receive next steps that include what you can do to get your money back based on how you how you paid the scammer. And we also encourage consumers to file reports there, reportfraud.ftc.gov, even if they didn't pay pay the scammer. That's important to us as well. Um, where can I find more information? You can find a wealth of consumer information at consumer.ftc.gov. Thank you so much. Was there anything else you'd like to add today? No, that's it. Those were the top, those were the main highlights in the 2022 data that uh, although consumer reports are down, those that did report losing money lost a lot of money to scammers in 2022, and um, the most ever reported loss of $8.8 .8 billion. Before you go, was there anything that you personally thought was kind of shocking that you saw in this year's report? That in, in itself was the most shocking to me. <laughs> uh, the, the, the total dollar loss. Uh, of uh, 8.8 .8 is just astounding. That was so amazing to me that, that that was the case. Of course, and as always, unfortunate. But thank you so much for joining us today on our podcast. It was a pleasure to have you, and hopefully we'll have you join us back and maybe even have you do 2023 next year. That brings oh, us to, no problem. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks to Maria Mayo for joining us today. We hope you enjoy the episode. As always, thanks for listening to the Hope of Thing, a Native American podcast. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on our Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. 
Also visit our website, nativelearningcenter.com to find information on upcoming webinars and virtual trainings. Thank you everyone for listening. Have a good one.